0: mercurio worked on a show called line of duty it came out a number of years ago and was critically acclaimed during that time james nesbitt who was good friends with him said hey why am i not on this show mercurio said i can do you one better i'll make our own show and that's how bloodland came to be which came out on february 21st 2021 the third episode came out two days ago i believe that the finale is going to be coming out in five days Mm -hmm. and you just said a name that wasn't chris
1: brandon because i know that chris brandon wrote the show he also created it so how is that connected with who you just talked about well
0: they were able to get it because of line of duty. It's like they had McCurio's name and that's why they, they were like, okay, we'll pick it up because line of duty has like an 8.7 on IMDb. What's it about? Um, I believe it's about like Cobb said and it takes place in Ireland. It's also aired on BBC one. Okay. So it's like identical format, right? Basically. And they're able to get a big budget from it for both shows because again, BBC one creates a lot of things such as Peaky blinders and Dr. Forster. All these shows are like huge successes. So they were hoping that bloodland was going to be that as well.
1: This doesn't feel like Peaky Blinders. It feels like Broadchurch, the uh, British show.
0: Yeah, I've seen it compared to that. I wanted to know how like uh, similar it is to something like The Sinner, True Detective, or something like The Killing.
1: I can see why it's related to The Sinner. The some of the dramatic aspects of of how dark it gets. Uh, but The Killing, I know it was on the U. S. and also a foreign network that it came. I think it was like Danish, maybe a Danish show. Um, also, dramatic atmosphere. A lot of Irish shots here, so it's very rainy, I
0: guess. Yeah, um, they had a trouble even filming this thing because it was so cold and so rainy that they had to delay filming for a long time.
1: Yeah, yeah, there were there were drone shots just following cars for a long time. And it got a little boring after a while. Like By episode two, I thought that I understood the mystery fully. I thought that I cracked the case and I was kind of just waiting for the characters to understand it too because I thought they'd given us enough. But then there's this huge twist at the end of episode two Where we find out the main character, the one that's supposed to be the lead, is actually the evil villain of the entire show. And that was pretty impressive. Because the reason I thought that the killer was someone else is... You know with Law and Order, they always cast a big name and that big name is always the bad guy? Yeah. Well, besides James Nesbitt, there happened to be the guy from Dead Still, the main character. Yeah, I was going to bring up Michael Smiley. Yeah, so when I saw him in there and he was kind of playing a small bit part... They kind of hinted that he was going to be the ultimate bad guy because it was someone, an inside man, as it were, someone who was part of the cop force mm-hmm. there in Ireland that was committing the murders. And so we were heavily supposed to kind of veer towards one of the people we'd seen. And he was the most suspect to me.
0: So, OK, was it one of those things where the show was saying, hey, you should believe it was this person? Or were you no. like trying to outsmart the show by being like they're trying to make it seem like no, the show just- was trying to say it was someone
1: else? Let me just. Give okay. a little synopsis yeah. of the first two episodes, I guess. And then we'll talk about the third one. So Tom, our main character, he's called in to investigate this disappearance of this guy named Pat Keenan. And this guy is an ex-IRA person, which was like a sort of a terrorist organization that existed. The Troubles were a thing. We, I think we've talked about they this bomb, on a yeah. different show. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, he used to be a gun trafficker, and he's a pretty powerful dude in the city. So the kidnapper leaves this voicemail and also this calling card that makes Tom believe that the situation is connected to a cold case from 20 years earlier where four people went missing and are assumed abducted and dead, like killed. Um, And one of those people was his wife. And they were all associated with the IRA at the time. Is
0: this told through flashbacks? No,
1: no flashbacks. It's kind of just revealed over time. Um, Tom and his partner, Neve, because they're both cops, they conduct interviews of Pat's family and his whereabouts or kind of discovered what he was doing that day. He went to a hospital and then they kind of followed the
0: CCTV footage to find out exactly where right, he was. So you so you basically get a good sense of where he was going those days. Yeah.
1: At the same time, Tom is really pressing his main boss to let them have free will at opening the cold case from 20 years back. And they even uh, investigate it by talking to one of the victim's brothers, whose name was, like, Adam. And they talked to Adam, who's very old at this point, and he has a bunch of notes of stuff that he's been doing his own investigating for the last 20 years. So is he suspicious of his brother? His brother's dead adam is one of the, oh, the his, victims okay yeah his so victim his his brother was a victim and so he was doing his own investigation of finding out what had happened to and his he brother. didn't
0: get any traction with like the dcs at the time anyone. the
1: police had been trying to cover it up because there was a peace treaty between the police and the ira and they wanted to keep that uh, okay. and if they felt that if they opened an investigated murder thing yeah that's a it slant would just,
0: against them yeah
1: no, because people were dying in the IRA. So the oh, police okay. were afraid that it would look like the police were murdering IRA people, which they were, but they just wanted to cover it up. Mm-hmm. All right. So Tom finds out from Adam that there was a lead 20 years back that said someone had seen uh, someone burying bodies. And so they go out to that place. It's kind of like a little island. And they start digging on the island, right, mm-hmm. for, for any sort of sign of bodies. Yeah. But then one of Tom's old friends steps in charge and kind of kicks out the other boss lady. Um, I think her name was McAllister and tells Tom to stop trying to open old wounds and to stick to the kidnapping. So by the end of the first episode, they actually do find Pat Keenan. He's been like handcuffed in a room with a bunch of Cheetos and a fake bomb, but also the calling card saying, hey, it, it, what we learn later on is that uh, it's heavily implied that they, the person who did it Wants them to open up the old Goliath case because the Goliath is the alias name of the person who murdered these people. Okay. And just at the end of the first episode, Neve figures out on the island that they were looking that they were looking on the wrong side and finds the bodies. Oh,
0: so all right. And that's where it, that's where it ends. That's where it cuts. The first the episode.
1: Then the second episode. Once the bodies are revealed, we see one of them has a pendant that is similar to the one that uh, Tom's wife had, and so. Assume the viewers to assume at the end of the first episode that his wife has been found as part of the three. Turns out she's not. Um, she still disappeared, or like they haven't found exactly where she is. But the other three that have been located, one of them had her pendant, and we'll learn why later on. Second episode sort of drags on a bit. Uh, you have uh, Pat's character trying to find out who kidnapped him, mm-hmm. and he's not really helping the police. In fact, Tom threatens in multiple ways to uh disclose his infidelity to his wife oh, in order to geez. find out leads and uh pat responds by following tom and his daughter and this lady who he's now dating who's a, a nurse at the hospital or a sorry a doctor at the hospital mm-hmm. who's actually teaching his daughter because she's she's in, in the resident, she's in residency resident, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um and he follows them there he kidnaps her while they're walking out of the field the stadium which seems almost impossible. Yeah, and you then, feel like
0: people would see
1: that. Well, more like when Tom realizes his daughter is missing, he like just he freaks out immediately. Even he like she was a two year old. Even uh, though yeah. he, he didn't <laughs> bother like trying to call her, and the next thing you know, a van just like drives by with her da- his daughter in the back screaming, "Dad!" Was uh! it a black van or was no? It, a- it was just a re- and then drives into an alley. Uh, kicks open the door and kicks her out and then he gets a call from Tom or Pat the next day saying hey I hope you you and your daughter enjoyed the rugby game (laughs) so like there is this hostility between the IRA and the police still and so Tom figures out that Adam has been talking to someone else and that they're the ones who kidnapped uh, Pat Uh, okay Okay? and so he starts like grilling Adam on because now Adam knows his brother is dead he was one of the three bodies that were found right and so he was given his remains and everything. Um, and, and he starts grilling him on wh- where he is. And he takes him out to the island and says, "This is where your brother was, and that's where the um, Adam character is." Like, why are you helping your friend, the one who um, who closed the investigation? Like, why are you helping him out? He's the killer. Blah blah blah. blah. Right. Unless my brother was having an affair with someone. Was that your wife? Are you Goliath? And then
0: Tom shoots him. Oh, okay. So and kills, yeah, yeah. So he's a, so he's a murderer.
1: Yes, just straight up, like, we learn, okay, so Tom is Goliath, and so now we get make to, to the third episode, and that's the one most current, and we'll probably break into it the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom is trying, at this point, to kind of do what Dexter does in the second season, except you're less on his side at this point, and you kind of want to see him get caught. Right. He's yeah, because he's a villain. Yeah, um, so he is just trying to cover his own tracks, he does a bad job destroying the body, because they are able to pull it out from the ocean, and then he has to kind of fudge his way into making the police misdirect away from him because they know it's an inside man, and so he ends up pinning
0: his friend. <laughs> so so in the end where it comes down to it all. This is a show that seems like it kind of has revelation upon a revelation and twist and twist. Uh, d- but by the second episode, it felt like halfway through they had already revealed that the person who
1: kidnapped um, Pat, who wanted the case reopened was one of the victim's daughters, the priest's daughter, who was the resident's uh, Izzy's um, mentor. Right. Yeah.
0: For, for the mess.
1: But and... that was so obvious that I was like, man, this, this show is really spoon feeding me at this point because <laughs> I feel like I know this. It takes for the third episode till Tom realizes that same thing and he confronts her about it but he's also trying to cover up his own thing so he uses the fact that she's trying to figure out who the killer was so she's actually just working with them but right. she thinks that the killer killed Tom's wife it's almost like the
0: americans where it's like the neighbor next door but
1: now he makes or he has um i forget her name she he has her plant evidence in his boss's a caravan which further incriminates him
0: is it tory matthews that you're talking about yes tory sorry yeah yeah
1: it's because two people have the word tory in their name and there's also tory in britain and being famous is like the tories in the right. but yeah adam tory is the name of the person who dies and tory
0: matthews is the name of the and, and did you recognize who adam tory was old man Old Man Tori. Well, it's played by Ian McElhenney, and I didn't, like, recognize the name from Game of Thrones, but he is, apparently, for the first five seasons of the show. Um, Yeah, I I think he's the old guy. (laughs) He's the old guy in Game of Thrones. But Chris Brandon said he didn't want to focus on, like, action or really violence for the show. He more wanted to focus on making it look like Belfast was a great place to be in terms of, like, the shots, but also really character-driven. They do a good job of doing that. I
1: mean... Tom or James Nesbitt only has like three faces that he always makes. It's always sulking face or angry face and they keep the shots on him for a very long time expressing such emotion. Is it too long of they do it? I'm I'm very sick of seeing his face. Yeah. All the time it makes me really dislike the dude. Also, because he's a murderer yeah, he's in a murderer. the show. He kills, yeah. But there's still this mystery as to what exactly happened to his wife. We know that she was in, like, in Counterpart. Remember, uh, the main, main character's uh, wife was, like, part of a higher intelligence group. Right, in one of the worlds, yeah. And so that's sort of what happens here, where we are led to believe that she was in on something that was going on with the IRA and investigating it while she was also having this affair and uh and that she may have gotten too deep and then he kills her it, it like i the also the confusing thing is is tom should have known where the bodies were buried because he, supposedly yeah, he killed he, them lion, yeah. but he seemed very surprised to even find them and he was the one who called for the investigation to look for them so even though we know he is bad I don't know for certain if he's the one who buried the bodies. They
0: could be trying to misdirect the audience. Yeah, he could just be acting in the show to
1: pretend that he's, because he does that in the third episode a lot, like trying to misdirect that it's him, because he's only one of three people. It's him, it's the guy from uh, Dead Still, and and his his, uh, boss, which Mm -hmm. are the only ones who were there in the 90s, so they're the main suspects. It's weird how the police don't step in, or the higher-ups don't step in to kind of Um, pull them away from the job knowing that, but they all sort of are investigating one another throughout the third episode, which makes for a very funny scene between DCS Jackie Toomey, that's the name of his friend from back then, mm-hmm. um, and and the new new guy who is having to slowly trickle out the info that they are suspecting him, right. because he keeps on asking like where where are we going where are we going with this what what's the lead okay so you have that lead what's the mailbox that's associated okay that's my <laughs> mailbox all right so what are we doing about the mailbox wait wait the, me <laughs> I'm the suspect and so he ends up asking the police to intervene and look at his caravan because Tom has sent a uh, kind of a fake note saying that a fake lead saying that there's evidence in there. And that's the evidence, of course, that he, he had that one lady plant. And I
0: was wondering because so. because uh, Nesbitt said that this is a cat and mouse thriller. And I was wondering what he means by that. And I'm starting to get like a bit better sense now of what that kind of is. Um, it, would you consider it slow moving, though? The
1: second episode, again, I feel like this could, could have still been half an episode shorter. Because the real twists happen throughout the second and the third episode. The first episode is important to sort of get a good understanding of who the the characters are. But in the second episode, I feel like they really just drew things out too long. While they were trying to provide some cover.
0: And no matter who you are. Like even if you hated this show. I always saw good like good praise. For the second episode's cliffhanger. However the it third was episode. was crazy. Like when he pulled out that gun. I was like wait. Is he.
1: That, that he can't be. And then it,
0: yeah. It was just insane. <laughs> but the third episode has actually not gotten great reviews. Like I saw one that was like after last week's episode. I was so excited to see it. But this week they just completely 100% missed the ball. It was given by a uh, news source. that gave it two out of five stars. Well, you learn in the third episode how deeply this main character is selfish.
1: Because before then, you're like, okay, maybe he has some reason behind this. Or maybe he's so cold-blooded that this is going to be a cool mastermind thing. But instead, it's like he cares about himself. He cares about his daughter. And then uh, no one else. (laughs) Like, he's not willing to... He's not afraid to stab his friend in the back. And at this point, it's weird that his... Uh, partner who is smart enough to figure out where the bodies actually were is gullible enough to buy into the fact that her commanding officer or whatever is more culpable for whatever happened than than to look at her own partner in a negative route.
0: Yeah, I mean, it seems like you're going kind of into the show. I'm wondering if this is a show that the audience has to piece together stuff. Because you said in episode two, it felt like they were spoon-feeding it to you until they gave you the final well, they twist. Well, t- they were telling
1: us that it was the Jackie guy. They were mm-hmm. saying
0: it was the Toomey guy, who eventually in the third
1: episode... They're trying to, they're, they've already dismissed that theory and they've shown that he's actually a decent cop. Um, but but the, I thought it was going to be the coroner, who <laughs> the yeah. dead still guy. Which is funny that he's also a coroner in the show.
0: Yeah, and that's a, it's actually a crossover. No. Uh, Acorn TV decided to partner you with Bloodland. Traveler. So, because yeah. he's a photo, he only takes photos in the other one. Well, yeah, and it's like old timey photos. But uh, Acorn TV partnered with Bloodland, um, and so that's the reason why you're probably seeing Michael Smiley in his role. Is he your favorite character? Or is or who now is? knowing that he's just kind of there to
1: misguide you and uh, and think that he was the bad guy. It is funny because he kind of just does one-liners but i would say that again that interact i would actually say that jackie who might be my least favorite character from the first two because he doesn't get a much of a chance to do anything but say no you're not allowed to do any research i want you to close this up he actually has the most um emotion of the third episode as you sort of watch him come to grips and also the funniest moments with with the fact that he um that he's the he's going to be arrested for this and James Nesbitt, again, is just such a good villain that um, it, at this point, because I really dislike his character so much.
0: Yeah, and this show has kind of been in the can for a while because in February, at least early February of 2020, they decided to shoot it. And then because of weather, they kind of had some delays. And then by the end of March, which apparently shutdowns must have happened later in um, Ireland, that's when they stopped filming. But apparently the showrunners have not given out. They say it's in Ireland, they say it's Belfast but not anywhere. They haven't given out where in Belfast because they're afraid of influx of people coming in there and like going there, because that's what usually happens whenever shows give away where their cinematography is. They do show a map of Belfast in one of the scenes of the third episode, So, I mean,
1: apparently it must not be that detailed Mm -hmm. in order for people to know exactly where they are. Uh, Also, the hotels and stuff that they visit, I'm sure, are also real places in Belfast.
0: I saw a scene where they were pulling... Are they really that concerned that so many people are going to watch this show and they're just going to overrun (laughs) it?
1: Like, I, I don't know if the show is that popular.
0: Well, it says at the time of shooting, it was not disclosed because they were worried that if news got out, it would have too much tourists yeah, um, and Yeah, Yeah,
1: but with COVID, yeah.
0: Yeah, and so I saw a scene on YouTube where they, it was from the show, they were pulling a car out of the that water. Was, that's the very first scene. That's where
1: we find out that Pat has been kidnapped, and we're supposed to see Tom as a good guy. Mm-hmm. And he's legitimately asking questions, and he sees the calling card a postcard which kind of gives him the hint that this has something to do with the goliath case and so he, that's when he calls his best friend to me and says hey we got to investigate this when in his own mind i guess he's really saying to himself like i have to cover my basis i have to look like i'm actually investigating this But again, still weird. I wouldn't be surprised if there's still some twists that lead to not redeeming the main character, but making it so that more people are evil than we just know. I can tell you I would be very surprised if there's anything else to be learned about Tori's character, the Doctor. Like, I think she's just going to be used as a piece of tom's puzzle in order to try to craft her maybe as a villain later on or maybe he feels bad for her legitimately and he doesn't want to like ruin her life any more than he already has but regardless we found out that she's the kidnapper she feels bad about uh having adam having died because of her and yeah so
0: i'm wondering if the show is going to get a season two because i didn't read anything that said if it was going to or not does it feel like it's going to have like its completed story by the end of the next episode yeah it, it does it feels like things are going to go to shit like right now the third episode
1: if there was a thanos type situation it would be infinity war because tom is one mm-hmm. but i feel like at this point now it's the neve maybe we'll start pulling some strings and realize that the whole thing it comes apart like i and it might take a while it might take until like the 40th minute until something really crazy happens a big revelation or he like messes up somehow and then the story unfolds that way but in the end i think good will be evil and goliath will be caught (laughs) is there's 60
0: minutes episodes in full right there's there there they're like 55 minutes yeah and this isn't a binge watchable show i don't think right no i mean i think you could again
1: if you skip through that second episode you wouldn't miss too much um except for the ending obviously yeah what do you think of the atmosphere It's very drab yeah i said it was rainy and then also he has a lot of shots where i said i meant he, more he I meant- through the window and then his daughter i guess is also very optimistic she's dating a dude named larry or barry no it's larry and uh i couldn't tell from the first time but then i remembered secondly yeah. when she said it again they also have a scene at a rugby game i told you about that right. we actually get to see some of the rugby plays oh so
0: you see the field and you see the players yes
1: Okay. So I was I was surprised that they actually showed that because even in things like Ted Lasso we don't necessarily see or, sports play
0: games being played or like BMS you don't see that either. Um, this has a six point eight on IMDb. It has an eighty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. A lot of the reviews have been saying yeah it's a good story and like it's easy to watch. But a lot of people have also said it's it suffers from maybe not. Being as intriguing as it wants to be. Well, that's what I said about Broadchurch, but
1: people really like Broadchurch in the end. And the nice thing about that, you can relate it to this storyline. There are a lot more characters introduced in the Broadchurch show, and so they ended up having like just one of the uh, side characters being the evil one. Right. Versus in this show, you don't have too many to keep track of. So when it does pull a huge twist like it does in season in episode two, then then it really. Like, you feel as an audience member, maybe I should have caught that. Right. As, a, as opposed to with the broad church one where I was like, yeah, unless they made David Tennant the bad guy, I wasn't <laughs> going to catch it.
0: And, and I know that... Duan, Lisa Duan, who is one of the stars of the show, said that it was really intimidating making this because, because of James Nesbitt's face. <laughs> I wish. No, Joe McCurio, again, line of duty and Game of Thrones is also shot sometimes in Ireland. Yeah. So they were saying with all of those surrounding shows, especially the critically acclaimed ones, like making this was like a really high stakes kind of operation. That mm-hmm. that's at least and what they're the, And
1: is. I'm not giving enough credit to <clears throat> the level of detail. Like they're also in the show's atmosphere creating the ira template where the ira has started attacking the police again like we see them throw a a pipe bomb at one of the cars and blow it up and we also have uh (laughs) um adam toomey's sister come in there with her lawyers like there's a lot of politics going on and one of the only complaints i can make about where reason tends to take a back burner is that toomey's character should at some point turn to because he suspects Tom of doing stuff. Mean- he should just turn and say, it's. It's this dude like I'm I'm almost positive and start pointing the finger right back at Tom because of all the information that like is against him. Because when they first come in and they're like, there's only three people who've been at this pre- precinct the whole time and who could have this information. He immediately says it's not me. And then he looks straight at Tom. And then <laughs> later on in the episode, since then, Tom kind of is like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then like immediately goes into launch this parade of, of different hijinks to make it seem like it is him. Okay,
0: yeah, so I want to leave it off with this of the independent u k Louis Chilton uh said in bloodlands, the clues and red herrings come to too thick and too fast, they're awarded a two out of five also in the independent of uk by ed Cumming, ruggedly realistic police drama to tied us through the long So night. two separate opinions for they the rewarded same newspaper. it yes they rewarded it four out of five stars so it's kind of it's in the middle from mixed reviews so far if it comes
1: across with the fourth one with like this huge like reveal cliffhanger that or not cliffhanger but like it, it Wait, makes that sense they ended it, yeah i think the only thing they could really do that to mess mess it up would be to bring the wife back like say she's been alive the entire time But again, it was kind of a sad reveal to have the affair shown and and have him pull out his gun because you didn't want the guy whose wife was murdered and who gave the pendant to his daughter like they both he, he had one and his wife had one and the. The wife oh, apparently geez. had given one away to the person she was oh, having an no. affair with. <laughs> and uh, and he had given his one to his daughter during her birthday that we see at the beginning of the first episode. And so you just have to, like, it, it breaks your heart a little bit until you realize he probably did it.
0: On a scale of A to F, what would you give it? Um, that's hard because I'm
1: impartial. I just watched it. Uh, B, B. B. just yeah i would have given it obviously like a c had it just kind of remained flat after the second episode but it it stepped it up for the end and the and the third episode are you gonna I watch know. are you gonna watch the last one the concluding one I don't, I don't know i don't know yet okay it's it's a long show so I'll, I'll give people fair warning about that do you know what the next one we'll be doing is no no i don't okay well we'll see you on the next one whatever it is thanks for listening peace Bye. Bye.